said cock on this podcast so many, so times. many times that it doesn't even phase me anymore. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rock Pod. I'm Emily. I'm Savannah. And today we have a very steamy episode to celebrate Pride Month. So today we are going to talk about Give Me More by Sarah Kate. But before we start, Sav, how are you? I am good. I am so excited for this episode. I did not expect to love this book as much as I did. And I love her. It's a five star, 10 out of 10 for me. It was also a five star, 10 out of 10 for me. I finished last night at like two in the morning. I couldn't put it down. I was like, I have to finish. I know. I read it in like one sitting. It was so freaking good. Okay. I don't have a lot going on in life right now, but I have a question for you. Okay. So recently... One of my students followed me on Instagram and because my Instagram is not private. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not loving this for me because my Instagram is very non-filtered. Right? One of your recent students, like, you're, like, yes, is one of student? my okay. current students, not like a previous student, someone that I currently am working with. So not great. So because of this, I started checking who watches my stories to see if this human was watching my stories. Right. Yeah. Logically. Tell me why every motherfucker I've dated watches my Instagram stories. <laughs> every single one. I have never watched my Instagram stories before. I feel like I don't, I don't have time for that. But I started because of the scenario. Every single motherfucker religiously doesn't miss a story, watches my stories. That's crazy. One of them, I think, has a baby. I was like, that's not good for the universe. That's not good for the world. <laughs> Well, no, I don't see who watches my stories. But I, might I, think start. That, I think that everyone should start listening. Because, listen, a hater is still a fan. Very <laughs> true. Core. And if you want to be my fan, babe, go ahead. I'm going to start doing that once we're done recording. <laughs> like, I'll look at my last see who's been viewing my stories. I think you should. We'll talk about it. I think I'm blocked Summer. by all, like... <laughs> Okay, so I thought that I had a couple of them blocked, but I must have unblocked them. I lured them into the trap. (laughs) Hey, it's helping your engagement, though, on your pictures and your posts. So, you know, they're only helping you. Exactly. Because it's funny because my posts are like only my girlfriends really like my posts. But then on these stories, I'm like, who the fuck are all these dudes? Why are y'all religiously watching my stories? It's like when you post a swimsuit picture. And the most random men that you didn't even know follow you still like the photo. Like they come out of the woodwork. I just like I've been with Seth this summer, this month marks six years. That's a long that's, time to still be holding on to something. Six you know? years already? Six years. That's a very fucking long time. Time really flew. <laughs> so I was just curious if you look at your Instagram stories. And if you have fans, because I would love to know if this is a common phenomenon. Okay, I'll report back next episode. Okay, thank you. Other than that, nothing exciting is going on in my life. What has been going on with you? Do you have anything fun? No, nothing really exciting. I'm going out tonight, and that's about it. Oh, she's going out tonight. I'm going out tonight, and then that's kind of about it. I finished reading. Wait, no. You cannot move no. on. Are we no. planning on meeting a man tonight? No, no. It's girls' Are night. Are you avoiding my question? Is that why you tried to move on so quickly? No, it's girls' night. You can still get fucked on girls' night. Come on. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, I'll let it die. Whatever. 
I did finish reading Sinner by Sierra Simone, which is the second book after Priest and Five Out of Five. Disliked the female main character as much as I disliked Poppy. But Sean Bell, that book easily made its way into the top 10 of like my favorite books. Sean Bell is just the perfect human. And so he, so the relationship is him and a nun who ends up being like his best friend's like younger sister. Okay. And she wants to like hook up before she like takes her vows. And he falls for her. While this is all happening, their mom is dying of cancer. He is taking care of like the mom, all her appointments, because Tyler is with Poppy on the East Coast. His other brothers are just like not being responsible. So you have this like, he's going through, like he's never been in love. So he's going through like all these changes. And we do get a vegetable oil scene, which could not be good for the pH. (laughs) Okay, so you like Sean more than you liked Tyler. Yeah. Mm. Okay, but I could be swayed to read them. I really liked it, and I do like because you continue to see the like the relationship between the brothers through this book, and of course the topic about like religion is still there, and so hmm. and, like talking about their sister, it was hands down so 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 good. Okay, okay, I'd be willing to give it a try then. I'll yeah, have so to add should, it to the TBR. yeah, it's a bunch of good girls, so that's <laughs> you would like it. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> I, like, don't, because I'm going to be at the beach for two weeks, so we know that I'm about to go on an absolute fucking frenzy, right? Yep. I don't know what I want to get into. Like, I'm thinking of maybe taking, like, book lovers or something that's kind of, like, mellow before I go on a bender, because I'm thinking that maybe I need, like, a little, a little palate cleanse, but not a true palate cleanse, because I don't need, like, a spicy palate cleanse. I approve of the book lovers. Okay. Okay, I have it. So I'll take it with me. I'm in the same boat. I don't really know what I want to read next. Yeah, I just, like, I'm not in a slump, but I can feel one coming on because Priest was so good. Give Me More was so good. Yeah. Like, I've been on such a good high that, like, I know I'm going to be let down soon. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like a three, like a three-star read. Yeah. It'll be next, but I will just see. I think I might start reading the new L. Kennedy series. So I oh, have the, the good first girl. book. Yeah, and then I got yeah. the arc for the second. So I think I'm going to get into that and hope it's better than The Legacy was. So mm. Yeah, I never read The Legacy. You told me that it sucked, and I was yeah, like, all right, don't read it. I don't need to read this. <laughs> yeah. I downloaded a couple of hockey romances. So yesterday was the, like, stuff. Okay, I did, I did, too. Okay, do you think we downloaded the same ones? Because I'm going to laugh if we did. I downloaded two. I downloaded two also. Let me pull up my Kindle and see what I got. I downloaded The Playmaker. Is The Playmaker the one where it's like a billionaire? Yeah. I downloaded that. It's scary how similar our tastes are. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really see a lot of winners in the Stuff Your Kindle, but I'm willing to give it a go. I didn't want any, like, series, like, first book of the series. Like, if I'm going to download it, I want, like, to download the whole series. Yeah, I agree. I might start that series where it's the Den of Vipers author and the one that wrote the Zodiac Cat, that series. It's, like, six books, and each of them wrote, like, a different book. It's Hmm. supposed to be, like, Den of Vipers, 
Meet Zodiac Academy in a Mafia World. I'm listening. I'm intrigued. Here's the thing with the Zodiac Academy authors is that their books are guaranteed to be 912 pages. Yeah, these books look thick. Yeah, it's so much effort to get through it, but they're so good, but it is quite a long journey. Has the last Zodiac Academy book come out? No, it comes out in December, so I haven't read the seventh one because I know that the cliffhanger will make me want to end my life. (laughs) So I'm waiting until December to read the next one. Oh, we also get... Anna Huang's new book, June 30th. Yeah. June 30th. Twisted. Lies. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, do they all start with Twisted? Yeah. Okay. And then when she's done, and then when she's done with this, she has like her, her mafia, her, her deadly sins series. (gasps) I'm so excited. Yeah. I like, she, everybody was asking her if she is going to write like a spinoff with like the kids of the Twisted series. And she was like, no, because I don't want to put any of my, any of them through, like, some kind of hurdle. Mm. So, I respect that. I mean, I would read a book that was just, like, them being happy. Why yeah. is that such a forward Why does it have to be, a, like, a hurdle? Just, exactly. Why can't we just read about them being happy? Are we ready to get into it? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So getting into Give Me More by Sarah Kate. First, we're going to talk about Sarah Kate. So Sarah Kate strives to be a taboo and forbidden romance author who dares to tell stories with heart-wrenching plot and toe-curling heat. Her passion in life is to normalize a reading experience that pushes boundaries and empowers women to own their own sexuality. Books by Sarah Kate include The Salacious Players Club. So Praise, very popular book. It's book one in The Salacious Players Club. And then the second one, I don't off the top of my head remember the title of it's um eyes on me eyes on me yes the second one he is a voyeur but it's also the step sibling trope so keep your keep an open mind if you're going into that the wild boys duet and handsome devil today we will be discussing give me more which is the third book in the salacious players club series emily asked this question before we started reading you do not need to know anything really about the story or the other books in the series before you get into this one they are interconnected and have similar characters but you don't need she gives a really good background at the beginning of every book so you don't need to read this can be read as a standalone yeah I got a pretty I feel like I got like the full picture without reading the other books and so and yeah. when other ones are the other two guy characters are listed they um the author mentions like who their girlfriends fiancés are and so um, yeah. You don't feel left out by without reading the other ones. Yeah. So the dedication this week is fun. It's for my readers who enjoy good smut without shame. That's like one of my favorite book dedications of all time. I yeah. Think. I really like it because we learned that like Isabel, like she, like she reads smut. Like she was yes. going to the library to get smut when she met Hunter. True queen. At age 17, she was out here reading smut. And I love that for her. I do too. Okay. Getting into the plot review. So to give you a little backstory, and then we're going to also talk about the plot of this book and include some tropes as well. Hunter, one of the owners of the Salacious Players Club, and his best friend Drake, who does all of the construction for the clubs, have been thick as thieves since they were next-door neighbors as kids. Both are running from the past of their shitty parents. Hunter's dad was a homophobic drunk, and Drake's mom was a commitment foe who brought many, many strangers into her and Drake's home as a child. However, despite their past and upbringing, The two are doing quite well for themselves and are taking on life as a duo. 
Their duo became a trio long before this book starts when Hunter meets Isabel and immediately knows that he is going to marry her. It is insta-love, but in a very cute way. Now that you're caught up on the backstory of this book, the trio takes a road trip to tour sex clubs as a part of their job, since Hunter obviously owns a sex club. He brings along his wife, Isabel, and his bestie, Drake, to help him as he's touring the clubs. During a rope demonstration on the road, Drake ties up Isabel, and Hunter is in the back of the room watching and realizes that this is something that he's, like, very into. His original plan is to bring Drake into the bedroom so that he can watch and so that he can watch only. What Hunter doesn't realize is that he's loved Drake his entire life and watching won't be enough. After some struggles and some very hot sex, Hunter leaves the two for two months to work on himself so that he can be the best version of himself to properly love Drake and properly love Isabel and really try and make the thruple work. When he returns, we finally get the thruple we've been waiting for and Hunter's ability to admit that he's bisexual. So, happy Pride Month. We've been looking up and down. I've tried some very terrible books to get us to a Pride Month book. So, some tropes in this. We do have a couple of male-male scenes. We've got a lot of scenes of the three of them together. And I think the, the best part for me, and probably Emily as well, because I know her, is that Hunter's discovery of exploring his sexual identity and like coming to terms with who he is is really fun so we love this for pride and then because drake and hunter have been friends their whole lives we get some friends to lovers background kind of information too i'm giving this book five stars it was beyond steamy like the taboo of it all made it like hotter and just like how and just like the love that they felt for each other like even before hunter like was having these feelings just how he, like, cared. He was like, I'm not leaving Drake behind. Like, when he was making this new lifestyle to win Isabel over, he was like, I'm not leaving Drake behind. The concept of, like, the club and, like, being owners of one is definitely, like, a different concept. Like, I haven't read a book with that kind of concept, but I liked how different it was. Did I expect to cry while reading this? Nope. But seeing Hunter come to terms, like, with his sexuality and who he is and when he told his dad, like, his dead dad off, at the graveyard, I was like, go off, Hunter. Like, he just, like, felt that, like, because he was having such a hard time coming to terms because of how he was raised. Like, his dad was not accepting of people who were homosexual, who were very mean about it. And so Hunter kind of always buried those feelings inside. Isabel was a very tolerable, like, female main character, and I could highly relate to her reading choices. Her patience was really admirable and how she like pushed both men to be better while also putting herself first. Um, my heart did ache for Drake at times because you could see him struggling with his feelings for Hunter. Because like he didn't want to lose his best friend, but he also didn't want to be like an outsider. And I remember texting Sav, I was like, this better have a happy ending. And I'm so happy that we got one. It was just honestly just the perfect, like happy ending. Yeah, I agree. It was so sweet. I think that. The thing that I loved about this book so much was that every character was phenomenal, in my opinion. I really liked Hunter. I thought that his internal struggle was really heartwarming and, like, the vulnerability and all of those things I really enjoyed. Drake was also really vulnerable in this, like, bad boy, I don't give a fuck kind of way. And I loved him. But then you had Isabel, who was kind of like the rock between the two, but she wasn't overpowering. She was just, like, Mm -hmm. felt like a very normal person who was really empathetic and, like, could help people understand their feelings. And so I really, the characters is what did it for me. 
I was shocked by how much I liked this book. I was not expecting it. I was never expecting to feel the way that I did about all three of these characters and their little thruple. I thought it was so cute. I want to, like, be in the middle for a hug. Like, that's what I want. Like, it just seems so, like, loved. Like, full of love and warmth and just, like, happiness. Yes. I'm like, can I just, like, come hang out with you? I would like to hang out in your kitchen maybe and, like, have a little breakfast. That's what I'm feeling. I think that Hunter recognizing that he needed to work on himself to be a better man for the both of them because these are the two people in his life that he loves more than anything. And being able to step away felt like he left them in good hands because he left them together. Stepping away for a couple of months to work on himself is one, admirable, and I loved that. Two, it is the best, like, third act breakup, whatever third act thing you want to call in a book that I have read in recent history. I loved it. I didn't think that it was too much. I didn't think that it was overdone. I thought it flowed really well with the story. When Isabel cuts her hair and then Drake cut his hair and they're like, is he still going to like us? I thought it was so sweet. I sobbed several times. Like, yes, this book was incredibly sweet. It was incredibly spicy. We're going to talk about it. But I just didn't expect to like it as much as I did. So I was truly blown away with the story. I have to agree. And I I wrote a talk about the third stage breakup a little bit later, but you just like could feel his struggle. Like he didn't want to leave, but he knew it like had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, I loved that he was like, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to. And I think for a man to own up to something that he has to do and make his life a little uncomfortable. I love to see it. We love to see growth from men. Mm-hmm. men taking accountability for their emotions and their actions and we also saw that with drake he was like when he felt like he was getting too emotionally invested he was like i have to take a few steps back to preserve my feelings their feelings so like just their self-awareness with chef kisses like what emotional intelligence i also think that drake was i mean drake was such a little sweetie i loved him but i think it added another layer too that he was like very much in love with Isabel and had been since they got together but he stepped aside because Hunter was so infatuated and I think that that adds like another layer and that's why the thruple works is because they're all so in love with the other one it's not just like a lust or a sex thing do you think so she was so taken aback that Drake remembered that she's allergic to coconut and now I think about it I was like I know my some of my friends allergies but not all of their allergies. So it got me thinking. I was like, I got to know my friend's allergies. That's fair. I know that you're allergic to uh, Tylenol or Advil, one of the two. I don't know. Ad, ad, it's Advil and shellfish. Okay. I know shellfish. Advil. Yep. Because I always call him Tylenol boy, but it's really Advil boy. <laughs> so what are you allergic to? I don't have any allergies. Oh, God's favorite. <laughs> I'm perfect. No allergies over here. I just had to put that note in because I was like, this is actually a very valid thought. I'm glad that we talked about that. If you're besties with us and you have an allergy, please let us know. Yeah, please let us know. I can barely remember birthdays. I'm going to be honest. Emily and I do this really great thing. Really, all my friends and I have been tag teaming birthdays for years. I'm so thankful that in adulthood, we can just be like, Someone can remember, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. You want to go half these on a gift. And I think that is the best thing in the whole world. If you don't have that going on with your friends, you need to step it up. 
yeah I feel that I feel bad if you don't have that it makes everything so much simpler so much easier it's just been mowing back and forth throughout the year it's the fucking best okay I want to talk about the spice because I could probably talk about the spice for years years we get so much of it there's so much content to go through it's very hot I gave this four peppers how many peppers did you give it four peppers did you also give five stars I did I noticed this last week. We have started to rank books similar because we also gave priests the same, absolute same rating. I've started to get more picky. I am proud. When it comes to my rating. You used to give any single book a five star, so this is good growth. (laughs) I've gotten more picky, but this is an absolute five star for Pepper Reed. Incredible. The peppers are thick. Plump ass peppers. Okay, I want to talk about the spice in three parts. Because that's how I'm thinking about it in my brain. Part one is when Hunter is just watching. Part two is when Hunter and Drake are on their little self-discovery adventure. Part three is when we get all three of them together. Part one is personally my favorite part, which I did not expect. So, I just never really thought that I would be turned on by someone watching but I think because you get Hunter's POV yeah while he's watching that shit was crazy I was so into it here are some here are some excerpts because the thing with like this hot wifing kink right of like wanting to watch your partner have sex with somebody else is that typically it's not a dominance thing at all I guess that's what the book says is that normally it's a it's viewed as a form of submission which is interesting because Hunter is so dominant in his life. And so when Drake is like, what the fuck? Like, no, you don't want to watch. You're not submissive. You are not going to enjoy this. Hunter says, it was that instinctive possessiveness that turned me on in the first place. Because she's mine, I wanted to see him touch her. Because she's mine, I wanted to watch him experience just how perfect she is. And seeing him touch what is mine only made me more desperate to claim her again. Hot. And he was controlling, he was dictating all their movements. Amazing. That's what I thought was so fucking good, is that they would be having sex and he was like, do X, Y, Z thing. He's like the director. It was incredible. And so during one of, probably the first or second time that Drake and Isabel are having sex, Hunter says, you should taste her, I say. You wouldn't believe how good she tastes, Drake. Spread your legs for him, baby. Let him see how beautiful you are. It was really Deceased. hot. <laughs> it was so hot. And then at one point you get Drake and he's like, I'm literally ready to go, but I know that he's making me wait before I can like dive into her basically because it's his form of dominance over me. Obsessed. So hot. I loved everything about it. Also, Hunter and Drake together. I searched high and low for two men to be together in a book and this was all I wanted all month long the roughness and the like immediacy was incredible the dark room where like you can't really see so perfect so perfect and then when Isabel was in the hallway and she was listening and (laughs) they were having sex for the first time and she like sneaks up to get out of bed and listen I was like girl And and they knew that she was listening Yes. He, like, purposefully didn't wake her up, too. Like, he, I, I just think Hunter was so dominant, and he did it in a way that was, like, 
not egregious, that was very hot. Yeah. Like, he knew he was hot. He knew he was hot. So did Drake. They were all fucking fine as fuck. It was amazing. And then finally, we get the three of them together. And I have never wanted anything more. Because a couple of scenes live rent-free in my fucking head forever. The Vegas hotel, when they finally are all together for the first time, and we get a little DP, shook. And then the cupcake food fight was was so cute. It was both incredibly cute, but then she's, like, putting icing. She's trying to get Hunter and Drake together, so she's, like, forcing them to lick one another with the fucking cupcake batter. Excuse me. I will see myself out because I'm obsessed. I loved, I loved everything about the spice in this book. Parts one to three, I was hooked. I was sold. So I'm giving it four peppers, and so I have to agree with everything Sab said. I think my three favorite scenes is when they booked the hotel and it was like, I think she called it like a sex dungeon. Oh, and the Hunter, kinky Airbnb? Yeah. And Hunter knew what he was doing when he said, like, he was like, yeah, I knew what it was about. The cupcake food fight. Top tier. Top tier. We love the cupcake food fight. And then the dark room. The dark I don't room. think anything can ever beat those three scenes. I know. I'm sorry. So these scenes beat the float scene. I agree. I agree. <laughs> they just do. And I think the spice of, in this overall beats the Ravenhood series too. Yeah. And you know, y'all will know that spice was thick. Top tier. The cupcake food fight was just something that was also so wholesome. Like mm-hmm. they come home, she, she's baking cupcakes. Like I think and like that goes back to how like Isabel was trying to get both of them to like realize like what's in front of them. The one thing I liked with the MFM, like, scenes was he did his, like, best to make sure that, like, Isabella still felt, like, worthy. Yeah. And that she, and so, like, with him saying that, look how beautiful, look how good, that, like, she so she still felt comfortable in knowing that she's just not being used. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He, Hunter did a lot of work and, like, effort to make sure that everyone in the thruple felt valued, and, like, that's, that's all we need, is just to feel a little, a little valued. But also in that controlling sense, where it was kind of just, like, even if it was just, like, something so simple, like, she writes, like, a lot of times, like, when he said something, he, like, barked, because he was, like, Mm -hmm. you're not doing this, and, like, when he saw Drake talking with Gio, and he, you could just, like, see, like, the heartbreak and just kind of just, just the taboo-ness of all of this. I really think added an extra pepper. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, are you going to read this hotel scene or do you, are, are people home? <laughs> Everyone is, right. so it's you. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. I can pick up what's going on. Okay, so the kinky Airbnb. Seth is home, but I don't think he fucking cares. I don't know if you hear me. The kinky Airbnb that's like a sex dungeon, basically, has this bench. And so they go out, they come back. And at this point, Hunter is still watching. Hunter says, Drake is going to strap you to this bench and spank you for all the dirty things you've done. How does that sound? And Drake goes, punish this dirty girl while you watch. It'll be my pleasure. Looking up at Drake, I watch as he aligns his cock at the same time that I've moved mine past the ring of her lips. Both of us plunging inside. We need some of that holy. We need some of that holy. 
also like to say, I didn't talk about this. The final scene before the epilogue when they like come back together at the club. Do you know what I'm talking about? The massage oil? No, not at the yoga studio. When they go to Salacious and they're in the room that he made into a dark room. Yes, just for that. Okay. Okay. I would like to share that Hunter is in the middle. I feel like I need to use my hands. <laughs> Hunter's in the middle. Drake is here and Isabella's over here. And so Hunter sets it up in a way that Drake enters him from the back and the force of this pushes him into Isabel. And I was like, this is physics. <laughs> this is hot. Like, so fine. And he did the same thing when they were on either side of her on this bench. It was like the, the synchronization. <laughs> I think he like, described, ooh. I think he described it as like waves, mm. like joint, like waves together. But I'm just hot. Like, that shit was so hot. 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 That's how I feel about like, it. Like I'm feeling my cheeks getting red. <laughs> I feel like we've done this so much that I don't, I don't, my cheeks don't get red anymore. We've, we've said cock on this podcast so many, so times. many times that it doesn't even phase me anymore. <laughs> this was one of the hottest books I ever read and perfect for Pride Month. Yes. We love a, we love a Pride Month queen. We do. And thank so you, Sarah I, Kate. Yes. No, thank you. And I feel like this book hasn't been advertised as much as it should be. I like, agree. I don't understand how this book I feel like it's very underrated. I agree. I know it just came out. So if you read this, you're probably in like the first two weeks of it being out. But Praise got so much hype. I read Praise. It was good. And like, I do have a Praise King. So like, it was good. I liked it. It was right up my alley. This was a better story and had better spice, in my honest opinion. Not to say that Praise was bad at all. I'm pretty sure I still gave it four stars. But the character development the like lovey-dovey and the spice combined together makes this such a good read and I think that it deserves all the hype yeah and there was no holes like everything well there was holes but I think (laughs) (laughs) there was no missing puzzle pieces Mm, no plot holes but there were other kinds of holes Oh my fucking god! <laughs> like I just say that the third stage breakup at, like happened exactly when like everything happened exactly when it was supposed to happen. I agree. Yep, I agree. We love everything about this. Okay, so we are going to get into some discussion questions. This one's kind of hard for me. The sad. If you had to choose, who would you pick, Derek? I don't know why I keep saying Derek. Would you pick Drake or Hunter? You have said Derek a lot. I would pick oh my god this is hard because mm-hmm. I feel like kind of the fun of them is that you would get both I think I would probably pick Hunter but here's the thing Drake is taller and I think Drake is probably hotter but I think Hunter has more of what I'm looking for in a personality type I think I'm also gonna go with Hunter that surprises me zero <laughs> You're going to pick the one who's possessive and dominant? No. <laughs> but also just, like, the way that, like, he, like, treats her. And, like, yeah, I just he think, worships her. Yeah, he does. And so I think I have, like, a habit of it. 
it's this is really hard because they're both just excellent men agreed and i like like i said i think the fun is that you would get both you'd have your little thruple okay i am dying to know your answer to this question would you go to a sex club and if you did what would you want it to have i think i totally would but like once like i'm like like married probably i think i'd be too scared to go would you go with like a long-term boyfriend or would it have to be like a like you have a marriage license with this person (laughs) no i would be long term Okay. And I think I should give like a fun little exciting like thing to do. Okay. Maybe once yeah. I actually get on like a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. To this. We can add that to the list of questions. Would you go to a sex club with me? <laughs> I think that the one feature would be the dark room. I think the that dark was so room cool. Was hot. Or the dark room or the class? Yeah, I liked the class. I liked I the was. rope class. And they have, like, workshops and stuff. It's kind of like going to school. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll let you have that one. I think, okay, so in Neon Gods by Katie Robert, have you read that? Mm -mm. Okay. It's a Hades and Persephone retelling, basically in Hades' version of the underworld, he has this sex club. And part of his sex club is that he has a throne room. And so people will have sex on the throne room and they'll be like lit up and everyone else can like see them, but they can't see other people. It's kind of like being on stage where the lights are in a way that you can't see. So I might would be interested in that. Like a two-way mirror? Yeah, kind of. But like truly everyone is there. You can hear them and they can see and hear you. I was going to say smell. (laughs) no that was bad but like you're just kind of above everybody else and you can't really see them so I think that would be fun it's pretty interesting that's one thing I like about like their road trips and like all the three different ones that they went to they were all different like this book was very informative yeah I like to in the first book it talks about like why they only have a two drink limit and I liked some of that stuff the first book also has an option for you to go out and be bid on and I would like that I would be interested in that as well I might have to read the other two books I think you should read the first one like I said I haven't read the second one because it is the stepsister situation and that's I don't know if that's my vibe but first one was good I have to do that next Okay, well, the day that you go to a sex club, I would love to be informed of the situation. I can't wait to see Emily's text thread. She's going to be like, I'm at the sex club. Sad. Like they're taking my phone away. Sorry, my friend was on Do Not Disturb. Sorry, couldn't talk. Your mom's going to be like, where were you? <laughs> at school. Okay. I was learning, mom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit but do you think that hunter was like right when he left for two months with little to no contact yes i think that that was a very hard decision and i think that he made the right one i also think it's really telling that when he comes back he basically says if i couldn't be the person that you needed me to be at least you would have each other so it kind of sounds like 
he put his feelings and his emotions way on the back burner, left them together so that they could be together while he went to work on himself. And if he couldn't figure himself out and like couldn't be the person that he felt like he needed to be for them, then he would have felt, I don't know if comfortable is the right word, but he would have been prepared to walk away, which I think is admirable. I really respect his decision because he is the one that made all the emotions happen with like asking them to like do it. So I really respect his decision to be like, hey, things are getting murky, emotions are super involved. So I need to have the self-awareness to take a step back and realize that I could potentially lose everything. So I think it was really admirable. And like, I like when he like came home, like to tell them he was, he didn't like wait. He was like, I like can't talk. I like have to just like go. He's like, I don't want to make it like harder. So I really respect his decision. I agree. I really liked Hunter. I thought that all of his actions, he had the best intentions in mind and that's how I like to live my life. And I like that that's how other people are still living in this like crazy fucking world that we live in is like, you're still doing things with good intentions and you still want to take care of the people around you, even if it's uncomfortable for you. Like I can remove myself from the situation, go work on myself and come back better. And a major reason why he, during these two months was he came out to the other guys in the club who work for the club. And they all thought that like, None of them were, like, were surprised. And, like, it was just, like, yeah. it was just, like, not, like I have, like, a big, like, smile. And he was, like, wow. Like, nobody's, like, mad at me or, like, shocked or, like, is going to hit me. And so, like, that was a very big thing also that, like, he – it wasn't fair to either Isabel or Drake for him to keep them in the dark. So, by yeah. saying this is what it is, he kind of just made all their lives easier and also was allowing them to, like, portray their love. Yeah, I loved when he came out to, like, his other friends that he's been friends with forever. And they were like, yeah, dude, we know. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, we this knew. This is it. This is your big announcement. Like, we've been known. We thought something was going on far long before it was. And so I thought that that was really sweet. And their girlfriends were accepting. Beyonce's were accepting. So it's just kind of, like, a big happy family. Almost. Yeah. Like, all these, like, co-workers and stuff. And it is yeah. neat because we figure out in the beginning, we find that in the beginning of the book, how he got involved with the Salacious Players Club. So like he got laid off in his job. And then Isabel had very two different upbringings. She was white picket fence. Parents were accountants. And so he wanted to do everything in his power to give her that life and not the life that he had. So that's how he got connected with the whole Players Club. So it was cool. We got to like read his backstory. Yeah. I would also like to say happy Pride Month to everyone who celebrates and all of our allies. And we recognize that if you have come out to your family or you're planning to come out to your family or your friends, your found family, this is a lot of times not how it goes. But I think it's important to like have some of these happy experiences because like we want to celebrate and have this time of like love and joy. And so we love you. We're proud of who you are. And we recognize that that's not all this does maybe doesn't look realistic for everybody. And there are probably some people out there who wish that their experience was a little bit more like this. And if that's you, that's okay. But hopefully you can enjoy some of the happy and joyous moments in this book about discovering yourself and discovering your sexuality. Yes, definitely. And um, you do have a community behind you. And so you are loved. Don't let anybody make you think otherwise. Okay. 
final part of this episode, moving on to the boyfriend pyramid. As you all know, we have this pyramid backed by science, our scientifically proven method. Um, and so at the bottom of the pyramid, we've got the ultimate friends with benefits. Then we've got meet the parents. Then we've got white picket fence. And at the top is God tier. So Emily, I'm curious to know where you place Drake, not Derek. <laughs> Why? I guess you wanted him to be named Derek. I support it. But where on the pyramid do you put Drake and Hunter? Drake is going to ultimate friends of benefits. And really? Really. And Hunter's doing meet the parents, possibly white picket fence. Okay. I want to know why you have Drake so low. This seems like a fun time. Okay. That's fair. A fun time. And I think that that's just kind of like who he is like he even said like he never like wants to like settle down really like it has to be like that that, like exact like right girl so I think that he'll just be like a fun time a continuous like thing to just like keep like going back to and then I don't know because I I couldn't put any of them as god tier do you put any as god tier I would put them both together as god tier but separately I would not so where did you put them? I put them both at Meet the Parents. That's a good one. Parents would approve. Parents would approve. I mean, maybe. May- we- would we talk about the sex club thing with the parents? No. No, <laughs> no we got to leave that out. Yeah, that's um, for the marriage license is signed. <laughs> so, like, I feel like parents would approve. I liked them both individually, but what made them spectacular was when they were together. And mm-hmm. so if I could put them both at God tier, I would. I think I would have to agree with you. Okay. Not okay. We've got our first God tier thruple, so that's fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, like Tyler Bell was God tier. I just can't put them, but together, yes. Together, yes. Not above Vicious. Because Vicious is at the, the pinnacle. Is of he God at your tier pinnacle for, for you? He is my pinnacle. Does Sean go above Yeah, Tyler? pinnacle. He's the pinnacle. Oh my god, he I'm going to have to fucking read this book. He is the pinnacle. He is the top. The peak. Okay. Yes, and I know um, I haven't gotten to the third book of the pre-series, but no, the third one is um, Eminem. It's male on male. So it is the younger brother and then the brother of the nun that Sean is with. Okay. I would just like to say, if you're planning on going on a binge, I think that you should read the new Camelot series by Sierra Simone. Incredible. I, Highly recommend. Yeah, that's going to be on my, my bender. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode as we were talking about Give Me More by Sarah Kate. Obviously, we're huge fans. If you haven't read this book, Sprint your ass to Kindle Unlimited and get it. So good. We highly recommend. And we will not be with you next week. We're taking a quick break for July 4th. We are both going to be with our families and spending some time and some downtime. So we will not see you next week. We're still going to be active on social media. Emily's got a very rigorous TikTok schedule that I'm sure I'm going to have to follow. So we will be active on social media, but no episode for you guys next week. So enjoy the fourth, enjoy your week off, and we will see you back on July 13th. Yes, and on the 13th, we will be covering Twisted Lies. So it is the fourth book in the Twisted series. So we will be covering that. It, it, it will be out on Kindle Unlimited. And when the book becomes live, you can get the 
original paperback copy and her alternate co- um, cover copy at the same time. So yes. there's three different versions that you can get it. And Twisted Lies is available on Kindle Unlimited, and it releases on Thursday, June 30th. So just tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Wednesday the 29th. Yep, we're excited, and you guys have a very happy and safe 4th, and we'll see you guys after our break. Bye, everybody.